family. My name is Maurice. I have the awesome opportunity of being a high school pastor here at Ascent, and I'm also joined by my lovely wife. Hey, Thank I'm you. Aisha Cox. Aww. All right. Um, I'm Aisha Cox, and I just get the privilege of doing life with some amazing high school girls. Shout out to some of them right here and on the side. Right here. There you go. Um, I'm Maurice's way, 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 way better half. Yes, yes, say yes. That. This is true. This is true. <laughs> Guys, take note. Date up. Date up. Upgrade yourselves. And um, um, <laughs> before we get started, we just wanted to update you all on a few things. We actually just, well, we just celebrated Thanksgiving. We just celebrated Thanksgiving, True. and I got to say that I have impressed myself with my yams. I just, mm. I don't know. I all, just right. Feel like... all right, y'all, let me tell y'all the truth. So I gave Maurice my mom's recipe for candy yams, so that's why they turned out. It doesn't out matter really how good. I get to the finish line. I'm still first. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. I really enjoyed it. So Thanksgiving was awesome. We had an awesome time celebrating Thanksgiving together. And so, yeah, we have some... Updates. Yeah, Updates. we just celebrated our second year anniversary in September. Yes, it was really yes, awesome. Yes. Thank you. Yes. And, and we're pregnant. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Wow. Just kidding. That just is not kidding. something you should play not with. Yet. You break getting my girls' hopes I know. up. I'm and sorry. Stuff. Not yet. Not yet. Wow. I just we still got get, time. I got to get there mentally. You know? Still just got plenty get there of time, y'all. Five kids. All right. <laughs> Like I was saying, mentally get you. <laughs> slow it's down. Mentally get you. It's really it's back it. in. All right. Um, yeah, so we're just getting really comfortable out in Colorado. We're making more friends out here, just building stronger relationships. Yeah. And Maurice and I are not really into Halloween, but this year we actually had three costumes. Yeah. Um, some of our friends in Denver invited us to a costume party, so we actually went all out. We both wore wigs. We did. And I'm gonna show you the picture right here. That's right here. So uh, I was Black Widow from Avengers, and I was just really feeling that hair. My birthday is in January, and I don't know what y'all think. Black Widow orange, Beyonce blonde, like, let's orange, talk. What do you orange, think? Orange, <laughs> orange, orange. Uh, needless to say, we've just been having a lot of fun out we here. We have had a lot of fun, and also, um, I, it was actually my friend that invited us. Um, haven't seen him in a long time. He lives out in Denver, and I was like, dude, we got to catch up with each other. Let's hang out sometime. And I was expecting some coffee and a lunch or something. And he was like, oh, yeah, come with me to Von Miller's Halloween party. And I was like, oh, my gosh, are you uh, uh, count us in? I was only wanted coffee, but sure, we'll go. And so uh, we've been in a series called Goliath. I got to be honest, standing next to this beauty. This was my Goliath right here. He's really this tall. This is Von Miller actually dressed up um, as Colonel Sanders. Yes. And so, uh, <laughs> So, yep. so, you know, I, I had a heyday. I had some glory days back in my day playing football. So I'm in the you know, room, you know, it's a party. Broncos are all there. So I'm on my tippy toes, my, my chest out, in. you know what I mean? Acting like I'm a, a part of the team, you know what I mean? Hey, you a Broncos? Like, yeah. You know no. what I mean? So just, <laughs> I, I, just, I was quick to bust his bubble. No. Yeah, you know, hey, I'm just like, you know, it, <laughs> so it was a lot of bittersweet right there. But uh, that guy is pretty tall and he's a beast. And so I think that's actually him right here of these muscles in the background. True, that could That's definitely be not true. whoever said it. I think it's not Jim, Jim. Said, yeah, I don't, not, not Jim. Jim. No, it wasn't you. <laughs> so check this out. We've been in a series. <laughs> we've been in a series called Goliath. And um, up until this point, we've been talking about a lot of different things. This week in particular, we want to talk about the thoughts of thankfulness. Uh, many of you just celebrated Thanksgiving. And so we looked at uh, the passage in the story of David and Goliath, and we've seen that there's a lot of things that we can pull from this story as it relates to thankfulness. So today we're going to be talking about that. Um, but before I get to praise, there's been some things that's been on me and Aisha's heart this week. And I think that sometimes we can assume 
that holiday season that everyone is in a room full of family, there's tons of laughter, everyone has friends' houses to go to, everyone has tons of, you know, filling up their plates, they're amongst family, and it's just a joyous time for every single person. And I think that we would really be missing the mark if we all assumed that. And sometimes I, myself, I can do that. And so this week, me and Aisha have been, have been sending out special prayers for the people in this season. You, not, you probably in this room, and you uh, don't necessarily look forward to uh, Thanksgiving or, ho- or uh, Christmas or holiday season altogether for whatever reason. Maybe it's a loss of a loved one. Maybe it's you're in between jobs and you have loss of a job or whatever may be that's going on. Uh, maybe you don't have friends or family uh, here that you could go and be with in the holiday season. Maybe you're disconnected from family and there's nothing worse than having family that's near, but you're disconnected or you don't have a strong relationship with them. So this week, during this holiday season, we have been sending up special prayers for you. So this morning, before we get started, I want you to know that you are not forgotten and that God is close to the brokenhearted. We're going to be talking about, a little bit about that. Amen. Amen. We'll be talking a little bit more um, in our uh, message today about that. And Aisha's going to pray and we'll jump right in. Yeah. Father, I just thank you for this opportunity to gather together, to worship, and to hear a word from you. God, I pray that you would prepare our hearts to just be open and to receive what you have for us. Holy Spirit, we just say, have your way this service. Help us to be focused in on what you're saying and to not be distracted. Um, We just thank you for this day, and I thank you for every person that is here this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And um, we also have a small confession to make. This is our first time giving a message together. This is so. the very first time giving a message together. So we're not used to this. This is not something that we always do. Right. So if you've ever spoken before, you know this could go one of two ways. This could be one of those things where <laughs> this week over dinner, we're like, babe, we were so in sync awesome. together. We were matching sweaters. It was what? just amazing time. We was able what? to, oh, what? oh, ah, it was just it ah. flowing together. You know what I mean? We was flowing together. We was just in sync, you know, matching chucks the whole right? nine. Oh, that was not planned. Or just this like. could go a different way. If we're button heads and it's not necessarily like up together. Silent treatment, don't silent talk treatment. to me. Anybody ever had silent treatment before? Don't rate your hand. You get in trouble. You're probably right, sitting next to a person right now. Um, but, so yeah, uh, we're excited and we're just going to... But we are excited gonna... to, um, for this message this morning. Give it and, a go. Um, we're actually going to have a different approach this morning. It's going to be a little bit different. It's already a little different um, with both of us being up here. But this morning, uh, with all the series of talking about Goliath and how to go about Goliath, we've been very inspired by Bill and Jim's talk. A lot of practical things when it comes to Goliath. And I believe that there's going to be a few things that we mentioned as well. But today, we, this entire week, as we are praying about this, we are just so encouraged, just ready to, encourage. we're encouraged and we're ready to encourage. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of just encouragement that we want you to leave encouraged in this holiday season around the thoughts of faithfulness. So some of you guys know, my wife says that every time she's up here, it is all right to speak. It is all right to say an amen. It's all right to Freely, it's freely speak. Uh, it's no problem. She if loves you want to shout, say yes, say amen. My lady, say you go, girl. Feel free. <laughs> so feel it is not free, disrespectful yes. at all. So uh, feel free. Sit back in your seats. We are so excited about today. So let's jump right in. Right. Um, you guys have been, or some of you guys have been coming for the past few weeks, and some of you actually may know about the story of David and Goliath. And uh, but real quickly, where are we going to be at today? David is this shepherd. He's on the back hills tending sheep. His dad tells him to go and give his brother some food. 
and he goes as he's going to give his brother some food. His brothers are uh, on the battlefield. They're actually the ones that are facing Goliath right now. They're scared. They're nervous. They're up at the top. Goliath is this big, huge guy, just giant, and no one wants to face Goliath. He's walking around huffing and puffing, just ready to fight, calling people out for the fate. You know what I mean? It's just, which translation, fight. He's calling people out to fight. <laughs> I talk high school sometimes. Um, but basically, so he's there. So David arrives on the scene. David is there, but David's approach, David's mindset is very different than the army and the people that are with him, including his brothers. David actually has this to say right here. Saul, which is the commander of the army, gave David his own armor, a bronze helmet, a coat of mail. David put it on, strapped the sword over it, and took a step or two to see what it was like, for he had never worn such things before. David said, I can't go in these, he protested to Saul. I'm not used to them. So David took them off again. He picked up five smooth stones from a stream, put them into a shepherd's bag. Then armed only with his shepherd's staff and a sling, he started across the valley to fight the Philistine. Then armed only with his shepherd's staff and a sling, he started across the valley to fight the Philistine. Sometimes, if, we, if you've ever, maybe you've been in church in your life, maybe you haven't, but this entire story, sometimes we can emphasize on David having the sling and the rocks. You probably heard the story. He's had the sling, and you've probably seen in little children's books of the rock and all those things. But it also says that David was armed with a shepherd's staff. This morning, we want to actually highlight the shepherd's staff this morning. There are some few things that we see when it comes to the shepherd's staff. Now, the shepherd's staff is this wooden, you've probably seen it before, old school. If you've you know, been in church or something, you've probably seen uh, Jesus in a manger or something, and there was a staff there. Uh, so there's this long wooden stick, has a little curly top at the top of it, and it's just a wooden stick that shepherds have. And so the imagery that I want you to think about this morning is that David is in a position of a warrior, but has a shepherd's staff. Mm -hmm. In the position of a warrior, but takes with him into battle a shepherd's staff. This morning, I don't want you to just look at the shepherd's staff as a shepherd's staff. I want you to look at it as thankfulness. When you see the staff, when we talk about that staff this morning, I want you to view it as thankfulness. Because I firmly believe that David, when he went in to fight Goliath, he took the shepherd's staff to remind him of what God has done in his life. He didn't use the shepherd's staff, but he had the shepherd's staff with him. He took the shepherd's staff into a fight against Goliath. And I firmly believe that he took it because uh, when, you, when he took that staff with him, it reminded him of what God had done in his life. Mm -hmm. And remembrance, if you don't take away anything else from today, take away this point, that remembrance brings about thanksgiving. Remembrance brings about thanksgiving. David took the time to remember that God did this for me. When David looked at the staff, he didn't just see a regular old staff. Because way before Goliath, he had the staff. David actually says these words right here in this next verse in 1 Samuel. He says, but David persisted. I have been taking care of my father's sheep and goats, he said. When a lion or bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it with a club and rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. I have done this both to lions and to bears, and I'll do it to this pagan Philistine too, for he has defied the armies of the living God. Look at this right here. The Lord who rescued me, past tense, 
from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from this Philistine. I believe when David goes in, he arms himself with thankfulness. He arms himself with a shepherd's staff. And some you, you can look at that like a shepherd's staff. No, no, no one takes a shepherd's staff into a fight. But I believe that it was a shepherd's staff that reminded David that the same God that did it before is the same God that can do it again. Mm-hmm. The same God that helped me out with the lion, the same God that helped me out with the bear is the same God that can help me right now. We all have a staff in our hands right now. And I believe God encourages us to take time to remember. All throughout the Bible, God encourages people to remember. Remember when I brought your ancestors out and brought them into the promised land. Remember when I healed your family. Remember when I brought you from this place to the next place. And sometimes I think we can go in the routine of our life and that we don't pause to remember. And what remembrance does is it brings about thanksgiving. What God wants us to do in this season is to be thankful for what is going, what he has done. The same God that has helped us, the same God that has brought us to this point in our lives is the same God that's going to help us out with our Goliath. And sometimes I have the awesome opportunity of working with high school students, so I have to always kind of bring a lofty thought and make it really relevant to them. So I have to remind them that, hey, there's some different things that go on in your life that I want you to pause and think about. When you didn't study for that test and you knew that that test was going to be an F and you were already just planning the lie to tell your parents (laughs) of why you failed that class, no, and you got the test back and it was an A on the test, that was God. I don't care what you say. That was God right there. That was God. You got to look at the little things. It's not just the big things. Look at the little things. Like I said, I work with high students and sometimes I'm talking to college students. I think all of us actually in the room, if you've ever dated before and you got some X's, you better thank God that you, you dodged a few bullets. You, 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 there's some things in your life that you can look back. Don't leave me hanging up here. You can look back over your life and you can be, you know, you're on social media and you're like, oh, Lord, thank you for helping me out of that situation. You know what I mean? When you have, you look at, you know, I, you know, college students, you're probably on college campus, you walk by like, oh my goodness, girl, what was I thinking, right? Help, thank you, Lord, for getting me out of that situation. It's amazing how sometimes like our, yeah, we talked about this before too. I was like, babe, whoo, yeah. I dodged a few bullets. It was just, a few, <laughs> yeah. Matrix on them one time. So, but there's a thing. <laughs> Amen. The Lord has helped me with my matrix, and I was struck in the heart by Cupid and brought me this amazing, beautiful wife. Um, Kudo points, kudo points. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. It's not just big things, but it's also the regular things in our life that I believe God wants us to remember. And when we look at that staff, we can look at that staff like Goliath. Who actually, if you look at uh, a little look further on in the passage uh, of the Bible, you can look and David, uh, Goliath actually says, like, why are you bringing this stick to me? Who do you think you are bringing this stick to me? I'm Goliath. Mm-hmm. You're trying to fight me with a stick? We have a choice to look at our, our, that, that staff as a stick or we can look at it like David looked at it, which I believe he looked at that staff and he said, the God that helped me out, the God that rescued me from the toxic relationship, the God that rescued me from whatever it was that's going on in my life, I'm taking this staff with me. The Bible uses language that is very interesting when when it says that he armed himself with thankfulness. 
Nobody looks at thankfulness as a weapon. Mm -mm. Nobody looks at thankfulness as something that you arm yourself with. And probably, you're probably like me. As, as, I, was, as I was studying, you're probably looking at it like, arm myself with thankfulness? When, when my spouse just walked out on me, you want me to arm myself with thankfulness? When I've just had an illness in my body, you want me to arm myself with thankfulness? When I'm separated from my family and we have a, a just bad relationship, you want me to arm myself with thankfulness? God encourages us that don't just view thankfulness as something that is just whatever. We can view it like uh, Goliath viewed it, or we can view it like David viewed it. Mm -hmm. And when we had take time in our life to remember the things that God has done, it brings thanksgiving. And what thanksgiving does is it gives honor and glory to God. And in this season, when it, around this thought of thankfulness, we all have a staff in our hand. Take the staff with you. Wherever you go in life, wherever it's work, whether it's school, whatever, it's, whatever it may be, take the staff with you. And I guarantee you that when you take moments to thank God for what he's done, when we're faithful over the few things, he makes us ruler over the big things. And me and I used to were talking about that this week, of the different things that's been going on in both of our lives, but it really hit home for you, and it spoke to you in a different way. How does that thought of thankfulness brings about remembrance, or remembrance brings about thankfulness, speak to you? Yeah, well, for me, that verse that you finished on, verse 37, where it says, um, the Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from this Philistine, that really... That just really hit home for me. And like many of you, uh, I can't say that the Lord has rescued me from a bear or a lion. And you know what? I take that back because I know some of you have mountain homes. So I don't know. Maybe you relate <laughs> to David and the Lord rescue you from a bear. Not but us. yeah, we, we don't, don't do, do that. Bears. Mm -mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just had a Dorothy moment. Lions, tigers, and bears. Oh my, random. I know. Um, but I think for many of us, we can look back on our lives and see other things that the Lord has rescued us from. I know for me, when I look back, I remember how the Lord rescued me when my sister was battling cancer and just not knowing um, which way that would go. I can look back and remember the Lord rescuing me from a challenging transition, not just once, but twice. Because before we moved to Colorado, I was living in LA, that is like my Disneyland. I just really, really love it out there. And then I got engaged to this guy and had to move uh, um, back to our hometown, which is in Riverside. And that was challenging. And less than a year after that, um, God called us to move to Colorado, which was challenging. But I remember how the Lord brought me through and rescued me through those tough times. And when I look back at those moments, those are like launching points for me in my walk with God because I remember that I have victory with Jesus and it gives me the perseverance and strength to press forward no matter what's in front of me. And recently I've had to apply the principle that you just talked about mm -hmm. um, when facing my biggest Goliath yet and that was grief. Um, like I said in September we celebrated two years of marriage and uh, we got to go to the Dominican Republic. I had my parents come, my grandparents, my aunt, my uncle, and some cousins, and it was a great time. Lots of laughing, lots of dancing, because I come from a dancing family. Um, you know, eating good food, just having a great time. And towards the end of the trip, uh, my grandfather was just not feeling well, and then the day that we were supposed to fly out, um, he had a heart attack. And I just remember feeling like, 
I was frozen and just, you know, seeing him being rushed off into the ambulance and like Marie's trying to shake me like, babe, like, are you okay? And I just totally blanked out because it was so unexpected to me because he was healthy. I mean, we were just saucing like the night before and it just really threw me off. But I thank God that he was able to fly in a medical helicopter and get back to California um, to be at one of the best hospitals. And shortly after, I made a trip to California and I got to visit him and he seemed like his old self, like joking and just having a good time, was really optimistic. And I was scheduled to speak here in September, um, shortly after that. And that last week in September when I was supposed to speak, my heart and my mind was just on my grandfather. So much to the point where I could barely get out a few words without like just a flood of tears coming from my face. And I even found myself um, in a few moments with Sydney and some of my other girls like just crying in their arms because I was trying to hold it together and like get back to the norm, but it was just really, really tough for me. And I actually considered that night at 3 a.m. texting Bill and Jim like, I'm so sorry guys, but I cannot speak. Um, I know they're not night owls like me, and I didn't want them to wake up at six or seven and try to pull something together. So I just dropped to my knees, and I'm like, God, I need you. Not that I want you to show up, I need you to show up, because there's no way I can speak before these people and not just crack and break and just cry. And when I cry, there's no communicating in the midst of that. I'm just gone. (laughs) Kim K, gone. And um, do I have any Stranger Things fans in the house this morning? So, like, I was basically stuck in the Upside Down. And y'all know, ain't nothing good in the Upside Down at all. But, you know, in the midst of um, that heaviness that I felt, in the midst of the tears that I was crying and the pain, I remembered what God did in the past. I remembered how he brought me through when I thought there's absolutely no way I'm gonna get out of this place that I'm in. And it was that that really helped me in just um, being confident that he's not only going to bring me through this like he did before, but I'm gonna be stronger as a result. And we were backstage and I was just (laughs) goofing around with Maurice and Bill and I'm like, you know what? What song just comes to me right now that's going to help this point stick with me? Do I have any Michael Jackson fans in the house? Yes, yes. King of Pop. You know, he has this song called, Do You Remember the Time? My wife is so funny. I am. But anyways, like, that is really going to be in my mind when I'm struggling, whether it's, um, you know, whatever Goliath is in front of me, I'm going to remember the time that God rescued me. I'm going to remember the time that God healed my heart. I'm going to remember the time that God provided for us financially when I didn't have a job. I'm going to remember the time when God lifted up my bow down head so I can go up in front of you all and just speak with strength that is not my own. I'm going to remember that time. Amen? Amen. And um, it also reminds me of a verse in James. It's chapter one, and it starts at verse two. It says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect, complete, and lack nothing. I love verse two because it says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. It doesn't say if, 
It doesn't say maybe. It doesn't say possibly. It says when. When you meet trials of various kinds. When you meet Goliaths of various kinds. And that's encouraging to me because when you're operating in faith, it doesn't mean that you deny what's in front of you. It means that you acknowledge what's in front of you. You acknowledge the Goliath that's in front of you, but at the same time, you acknowledge that my God is bigger and I know he's gonna rescue me through this like he did with the lion, like he did with the bear, like he did with the cancer, like he did with the grief, like he did with the heartache, like he did with me losing um, tuition money or grant money or whatever it may be. I know that the Lord will rescue me. The Lord will rescue us. And I'm just encouraged knowing um, that faith is produced in an, in an environment where we face resistance, where we face our Goliaths. You know, I'm in kickboxing now, and I'm, that is a principle I'm really applying, resistance, because I'm doing stuff that I normally can't do because I'm just going at it. And I believe that when we do that with our Goliaths, there's a strength and a greater faith that is produced in us. Amen? So I know um, for me, I can't speak for all of you, but a lot of times those ordinary, mundane, routine moments, I totally take for granted. Um, and I really didn't clue into this until I was in the midst of that grief. And for me, like I said, I was in the morning, like pray, like prayer was not optional, it was mandatory as soon as I woke up. Um, God helped me get through this day, helped me to make it, helped me to get out of my bed. Um, go to work, cook dinner, go to bed. Very much routine, routine. And I will never forget this moment. I was scheduled to meet with one of our pastors here, Chris Sturgeon, just to have an ordinary, you know, meeting, nothing special. And God used that ordinary meeting with Chris to give me what I felt like was the counseling session I needed. I was able to articulate my feelings and my thoughts as dark as they may have been um, in a way that I wasn't before. And I just felt so free leaving that. Like I was excited. I was like, you know what? Chris technically is my favorite person right now. Not going to lie. Just really, really grateful for him. Um, but that was a turning point in my faith. And I say that because the next thing that we see with this shepherd staff is that God can use the ordinary to do the extraordinary. Like a shepherd staff as a weapon Thankfulness, like, mm, doesn't make sense. And you know, I think there's a few reasons why, why Saul and David's brothers didn't think that he can really slay Goliath. One is because David had ordinary training. He was not a soldier, he was trained as a shepherd, but he considered his experience in the field to be his training. I think another reason is that um, Saul considered David to be just an ordinary boy, just Joe from the block. And he viewed Saul as a man of war, this vicious champion. And I think another reason is that David had ordinary weapons. Who goes up to battle with some stones, a sling, and a staff? Um, I'm a big fan of the movie 300, so I just picture like Gerard Butler's character like in this just beastie armor, and then this little boy with some rocks and a sling and staff. Like, what are you about to do with that? Absolutely nothing. But God used those ordinary things to do something extraordinary. And there's so many times when we look in the Bible of God doing this again. I think of uh, the woman with the issue of blood who just touched the hem of Jesus' garment, 
and her issue of blood stops. Like, that's ordinary. Like, how awesome would that be for me to just touch the hem of his garment and just something changed that I've been struggling with for years? I think of the miracle of Jesus feeding the multitudes with two fish and five loaves of bread. Like, how did that happen? That's just like an ordinary sack lunch. And then I also think of Jesus healing a blind man um, just by using some saliva, not the most sanitary option, but that's what he did, mixing it with some dirt and some mud and putting it over the blind man's eyes, and then he's able to see. So it encourages me, and I want to encourage you, to not underestimate the ordinary things in your life, the ordinary routine that you go through, because ordinary in God's hands, that could be extraordinary, y'all. Amen. Um, Maurice, you know, we've been talking a lot about the shepherd staff and thankfulness. What is one thing you want us to just really take away from that thought? Yeah, we have been talking a lot around the shepherd staff and what we see when we look at that staff. And um, when we were studying, we were going back and forth, looking through the Bible, looking at different scriptures. And sometimes I got to be honest, if it's a, you know, common scripture or what people would call common or that, you know, the scripture that's on t-shirts or the bumper stickers. If it's one of the, like the mainstream scriptures, I gotta, I gotta be honest. I kind of look over it sometimes to a fault. I should never do that. Um, but it was in this moment that God actually brought me to, uh, what some people, if you've been in church for some time would call a, a, a very common mainstream scripture. And that's mm-hmm. Psalm 23. And um, as me and Aisha was looking at this scripture, we were, um, the whole psalm is just amazing within itself. But as we were thinking about this, we could not get past the first few sentences. And that is, this is David who actually wrote this. And David says that the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. The Lord is my shepherd. When David could have used any language, that the Lord is my roaring lion, that the Lord is my knight in shining armor, he says that the Lord is my shepherd. Mm -hmm. And I firmly believe because David knows that a shepherd always is with the sheep. When when the sheep is struggling, the the shepherd is there to help. The the shepherd smells like sheep. The shepherd lives with sheep. Like they are always there with the sheep. When one sheep goes astray, they go after it. The shepherd is always there. And when we leave here today, when it's surrounded around this thought around thankfulness, I want us to know that God is with us. Yeah. When, when you leave here today, know that whether there's a Goliath or no Goliath, that God is with you. When we talk about how remembrance brings about thanksgiving, you're probably sitting here today and you're saying, remember what? What can I remember? I don't, I don't necessarily have a relationship with God. I don't, I don't really know God like that. I came because coffee and bouncy house. Hey, you're welcome. We love you. We open you, uh, welcome you with open arms. But I want you to know as you leave here today that it wasn't David's brothers in the army that defeated Goliath. Mm -hmm. It was David that defeated Goliath. But the Bible says that his brothers saw David do that. And when you stick around, when you continue to be amongst a community of people, you're going to see God do some amazing things. So as we leave here today, I want all of us to be reminded that God is with us and that on the regular basis, day in and day out, take your staff with you. Yeah. Take that staff with you and remind yourself of what God has done. The band is going to come up. We're going to sing a few songs. I'm going to pray real quickly, but just know in this season of Thanksgiving that you can arm yourself with thankfulness and watch what God does with that. 
Father, we thank you so much for all that you do. We thank you for this morning. We thank you for another opportunity, another time to look at the staff that is in our hands, to give you glory in this situation. Whether it's something that is so big and it looks like we can never get past it, that we can't come out of it, we give you thankfulness. Whether it's something small or it looks like we could easily get past it, we still give you thankfulness. And we remind ourselves on this day of all the things that you've done. Help each and every one of us as we leave here today take the staff with us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.